Welcome back to the Monthly Method Podcast. I want to kickstart this new season of the podcast with a great concept that I've learned from being a product manager. And this concept is the happy path. Let's go. The happy path concept comes from software development. At least that's how it was presented to me by my great manager. And this is how it works in software development or in product management, uh, especially is that first of all, you focus on the happy path. And by the happy path, we mean the path that a user of our product is taken, assuming everything works as it's supposed to. For example, let's take let's take an example of let's take an example of uploading a picture on Instagram. As a product manager in Instagram, you would take this journey and you would fo- first focus on the happy path. So a user logs in assuming that he has all his credential, assuming that he has all his or her credentials um, entered correctly, then um, the user proceeds to the homepage, clicks on the desired button, uploads a picture, and the picture is of the right format, of the right size, then the user proceeds to the next screen, Uh, they enter some captions, hashtags, uh, they click publish, the Wi-Fi is working, everything is great, then they have this your post is uploaded message and uh, everyone is happy, that's the end of their journey. So this is the happy path. Again, it's the path that the user takes when everything works. And then uh, once you're done building for the happy path, you can focus on accounting for all the things that can go wrong. Let's start with the login information. What happens if the user doesn't enter the right credentials? Okay, so you can reset passwords. So you build this um, journey. Then, okay, what if Wi-Fi doesn't work? What message should we show? Then, okay, like what if the image that they're uploading are too large or too small. Okay, we built for that. And so it goes. But the idea is um, when you build a new product, the initial, let's say, feedback that you can get from a lot of engineers, people from other teams is that, okay, that's all great, but what if, what if this thing happens? What if there is no Wi-Fi? What if they forget their password? And as a product manager, it's quite hard to account for all of these things and kind of satisfy them all um, in the first go, in the first sprint or the first iteration of a product. And in order to avoid this frustration and overwhelm, what you can do as a product manager, and that's what my manager told me, she taught me, is that you first build the product that is for the happy path. So you build the um, user journey where everything is perfect and everyone is doing, the users are doing what they want, what you want them to do. And then 
after that is done and you can build it in a very short period of time because you're only focusing on the selected set of features and you can ship it very quickly and after that you can actually start um, tackling all the other um, use cases where things don't work as they're expected <coughs> and you can treat the happy path as a skeleton of a project or as an outline saying that okay this is the skeleton and then all the things that can can go wrong will be attached to the skeleton later on and this was such a transformational concept for me because again it's very easy um to kind of uh to to it's very easy uh, as a product manager to get overwhelmed by all the feedback that you get on your product ideas or on your product proposals and uh, there is nothing wrong with this feedback it's valuable but most of the time it kind of falls into the category of what if and um, even though it's valuable feedback it shouldn't affect the main skeleton of your project so the main happy path that you're working towards it's something that can improve the product yes for sure but it shouldn't overblow the scope of the project from the very beginning and and when applying this idea to your personal life i think it can be a very useful concept for managing your to-do list i think as adults as people who have different projects in different areas of our lives our to-do lists can be quite overwhelming and quite long especially if you're planning them and then especially if you're like doing um, a project or a site business or maybe we're planning a wedding or some other event there are all the things that we kind of need to account for uh, from the category of what if right so when you're planning a wedding it can be quite overwhelming and you need to account for all the all if scenarios what if it rains what if uh, this person doesn't show up what if uh, this other important person doesn't show up what if the food is not there it's just like it can be very overwhelming and so if you apply the concept of the happy path to your um, project management and to-do list management what you can do is kind of divide the to-do list into different sections and the first one should always be the happy path okay what should be there uh, for the wedding if we assume everyone shows up if the weather is great if um, all the guests showed up on time and if the food is there everything is great and so all of a sudden your to-do list kind of narrows down to a very manageable number of tasks and you focus on those for the first sprint for two sprints for three sprints however long it takes and then after you're done with the happy path then you can 
uh, well, first of all, you have this feeling of accomplishment that you've planned um, already, like have done a big chunk of work towards planning your event. Then you're like, okay, now uh, we have some time to actually think about the what if scenarios. And let's start with the most likely scenario. Maybe it's the weather, maybe it's something else, but you then start tackling um, all this what if scenario in order of their probability of happening. So let's um, let's take another example. Maybe it's building a side business or a blog or a podcast, right? So you focus on okay, what if? Um, so what needs to happen when everything works great? So if assuming that you have all the listeners in the world, you don't have to market it. Like people are ready to consume your product, then what should be there? Well, probably the website, probably a way for them to pay for your products or download your podcast or whatever. And you just focus on doing that and also like on actually recording a podcast or uh, publishing your website if it's e-commerce website with the products and all of that. And once the happy path is done. Once you have all the infrastructure needed for a user to go through the happy path, then you can focus on all the what if. What if they don't pay me on time? What if um, What if they don't show up for the meeting? And all the what if scenarios. And then you can actually start maybe asking for a security deposit or stuff like that. But if you try to build all of it at once, kind of build the website and also think about the security deposit in the same week, it's going to get very overwhelming, confusing and unmanageable. So it's uh, a really good idea to kind of ignore the what ifs for, for the first sprint and just like tackle on making sure that the happy path journey can be done. And then after that is complete, then you can protect yourself and, you know, like focus on all the edge cases, all the things that might potentially go wrong. Okay. And it, I found it, um, and what's really um, amazing about this particular concept is that I found it to be amazing at accepting feedback and kind of maybe even managing criticism. Uh, so, because without this concept, when you hear back from, again, as a product manager, when you hear back from other members saying like, well, what if this happens? I don't know if it's just me or not, but my first reaction was like, oh, they're criticizing me and my idea. But now with this particular, now, but now with the happy path concept, I can say, yeah, that's a legit um, feedback, but it doesn't mean I have to account for it immediately. Like right now we're focusing on building the happy path and once it's done, we can actually um, focus on 
tackling the all all the what ifs and all the criticism. So I think it made it really easy for me to um, not take all the criticism so seriously and not make it look like and not make it feel like I need to address it right now. So um, I, I, I think it's easier to look at it as a potential to-do list in phase two of the project once the happy path phase is done and then you, we can focus on all the little things. But for now, it's not a priority. I can listen to this feedback. I can write it down. But then it doesn't mean that I have to plan for it and do it with a sprint, okay? So this is something that I wanted to share with you. I think um, if you have an, a very large and daunting projects, uh, okay, so that's what I wanted to share with you. I think it's a very helpful idea, concept. If you have a daunting projects, a daunting project where there are too many moving pieces, and you need to account for different scenarios. Again, planning an event, doing some projects at work, maybe building a side hustle or a, a blog or a YouTube channel or something like any personal project that has this kind of complex structure. I suggest you use the happy path concept to ease the process and manage this overwhelming to-do list. Figure out what's the ideal scenario where when everything works perfectly, when everyone shows up on time, when people are happy, you're happy, everyone is doing what they're supposed to do. How does this journey look like? Then focus solely on doing the tasks that are connected to building this happy path scenario. So what do you need to have in place? Is it a website? Is it a way for people to place an order? Is it a way for people to download whatever you're producing? So what needs to be there when people are excited about what you do, when they want to participate and they just say, yes, I am ready to do whatever you want me to do. And then like focus on building these things. And the beauty of it is that if you ignore the all the what-if scenarios for a little while and just focus solely on this happy path tasks, you can be done with this path within a sprinter too. It, because you're really limiting your tasks and focus on only the ones that will get you there. And then when you have this skeleton build up, when you have this base, you can start addressing all the what if scenarios. I'm not saying ignore them. I'm just saying don't do all of it at once. Don't, be, don't build the skeleton of the project and also address all the what if potential things that might go wrong. These things should be done separately. And once you have this 
skeleton of the project, the happy path, you can address um, all the what-if scenarios and you might find out that you don't need to address all of them and just address the ones that are most likely to happen. So, um, yeah, I hope you enjoyed this little concept. So, yeah, I hope you enjoyed this uh, new concept, new idea. Uh, I definitely use it a lot uh, as a product manager and I, I use it a lot in my personal life these days uh, since I've learned about this concept from my great manager. Um, yeah, uh, use it for your own good and um, I hope you're having a great summer and looking forward to the back to school season. Even though I'm not in school, I still enjoy the season of life. I think it kind of gives you this feeling of a fresh start. The crazy busy summer activities are almost over, so you get time to focus on yourself, build some new habits and start working on some of the projects that you wanted to tackle. So I really like the season that is coming upon us. If you want to join me for September back to school monthly sprint, head out to the monthlymethod.com slash enroll. We do have spots available for the group membership and private one-on-one -on -one coaching. And that's three week sprints. Um, so in case you don't know, in this three week sprints, we use agile principles to work on personal goals, um, on personal or professional goals and projects one month at a time. If you've been wanting to start doing something, maybe it's a new hobby, maybe it's a side hustle, maybe it's organizing the most of the most amazing family trip, come join us. It goes by very quickly when we are supporting each other and celebrating the small wins, the small daily wins. If you want to learn more about the structure, the dates, the deadlines, the prices, um, if you want to learn more about the structure, dates, deadlines, prices, again, head over to monthlymethod.com slash enroll. The link is in the show notes. I will be thrilled to see you uh, join us uh, for a September sprint. But if not, no problem. Uh, I will talk to you next week in another Monthly Method podcast episode. Have a good week, everyone. Cheers.